Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm going to be natural. I am Dr. Dozier, and I am going to be super. Yeah. And I am Dr. O, and I'm going to be the junkie. He's Dr. Dennis, and he is a junkie. I am Dr. Kevin, and we are the, the Supernatural Junkies. Well done. Well done, boys. Hey folks, this is Dr. Kevin Cruz giving you another pump because guess what? The Supernatural Junkies are on Rumble. All you have to do is go to Rumble, go to search, and when you search for channels, you look for Supernatural Junkies and all of our stuff is going to start popping up. It's great because you're going to be able to see the links. You'll get to see exactly why we are saying what we're saying. But most importantly, this is a great way to share with your family and your friends exactly what why we are living in prophetic times and why we cannot give up access to our bodies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. I'm Super Alex, and we're here with, who are we here with? We're all here with the junkies. Tell us who you are. He does this every Dr. time. Dr. Dennis, Dr. Dozier, Dr. Kevin, the triple docs. <laughs> Triple no hair, no hair, no hair among the Triple D's. No yes, hair. No. You know what? I have a little bald spot that came in the front of my head, and I think it's like a sympathy bald spot for you guys. Yeah, you, you're yeah, hanging we out with us. I know, like it's just like this tiny. I have alopecia, so every now and then. But yeah, right in the front here. I've never had one right in the front, so I think it felt <laughs> like it just wanted to start from there back. So we're gonna have to change the picture, you and I'm gonna to, have to be bald too. I have to talk to my wife. She's got some. Supplement that's got good. Oh, that. good. Didn't work good. on me. I didn't take it though. No, <laughs> well, I was too far gone. Yeah, I would definitely not take it at this point. <laughs> no, <laughs> have one crazy stray hair. <laughs> yeah, people coming talk out about of my it. nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, I'm Asian, so there's always some weird Fu Man chew one crazy hair somewhere growing. You know, yeah. you're like, wait, why is that there? I have to reveal something when you see the uh, the new. Uh, picture of supernatural junkies when you oh yeah dr dozier look got on his, there he's on there see now that mm -hmm. bald-headed heavily pigmented man <laughs> uh, i finally accepted the fact that so many people have told me i'm convinced that everybody else's picture is a drawing in a cartoon but that's that's really me. They said, that is. They decided to put my real picture up. There. I just want you all to know that. I want to go and tell you right now so you'll know. <laughs> yes, yes, folks. And I, I am pushing for us to get uh, T-shirts made. Didn't so, she? So you can spread the word. Job. We need to get T-shirts for our I know. Fans. I think in sweatshirts and uh, things and hoodies. Like, wouldn't that be cute on the back yeah, of a hoodie? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So we want to do that. If you guys are interested in that, please email us. What is yeah. our email? Supernaturaljunkies at gmail.com. I looked at Kevin and, and he looked like he had a blank. At, Look. Info at supernaturaljunkies.com. Yeah, that one goes directly wow. to Kevin. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> That's why I don't get anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they all go to Alex. <laughs> She's got a Gmail account. 
Anyway, but yes, She's if, if cool. you're interested in that, we we do have stickers. So if you guys are interested in stickers of the Supernatural Junkies, like we have bumper one. stickers. Well, we have. I mean, you can put it wherever you want, but it's a vinyl sticker. Oh, okay. you know, of our logo. Oh, so we have to get right. new ones made though, with um, the actual picture of Doctor Dozer. Actually, yeah. we should just put the one, just the one of him. Yeah, you. Did, you, did you like that promo last week? <laughs> did you like your promo no, last week? It was good. just him. Yeah, yes. singing. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one day we're going to have Dr. Dozier just sing us in. Because uh, he's got a voice. He can actually sing. The best singing pastor I've ever heard. Yeah, we would lose <laughs> listeners if it was anyone else, but he can actually yes, sing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we can't carry we're a, just, we no. can't carry a tune yeah, in the bucket. We won't, we no. won't we join him. Dr. D. No, no. There'll it'll, be no it'll, chorus <laughs> in the background. Right. Just him. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have you on, and we finally got him on the poster, and it looks good. So It's official. Know. Yep. That's what it means. Can't leave now, Dr. D. Well, we're going to put him on the website, too, but right now no we're... No thought. No thought. No intention. <laughs> right now, he's not on the website, thesupernaturaljunkies.com, only because we're having... Um, technical Yeah, website. we're having some technical stuff happen right now. You know, Our the, website person is going through a personal crisis Well, her well. father... Right. So you guys pray for him. He's, he's sick right now. And so um, please pray um, health and healing and wholeness for him. Amen. Yeah. What's his name? Marty. Marty. He's okay. going through some stuff, and so okay. we really should be Pray for Marty, for folks. Yeah, please. So, folks, we finally broke it. Broke After all these years, we, we finally decided to talk about what nobody wants to talk about. Aliens. Yep, <laughs> we did it. You mean no one in the church. No, uh, yeah, no one in everyone the church. else wants to talk about aliens. Well, we Come talk, on. That's exactly what we're saying. Everywhere. It's unbelievable situation. Oh, the new Cardassians um, campaign. It's her... And the rest of the people in it all have alien masks on. Oh, so it's just her, but the rest, yeah, well, they're they're hot pink and greens. Oh, yeah, you wow. know, because it's the no, Cardassians. It's, no, the aliens are gray. Yeah. Well, we came <laughs> out with the statistic <laughs> that the church needed to hear, and that is that more people believe in aliens than believe in God, and that means if we won't talk about what most people believe and why it ain't true, it's why Christianity can become irrelevant because we won't talk about what is obviously in front of our face so i think dr dennis has some kind of like verse no do i do verses he does every time. <laughs> he goes i got a verse I'm i like, do really? have a verse which which is very applicable to this because we have to re remind ourselves from um colossians 1 verse 15 and onward he, meaning jesus is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. And that's applicable because we're talking about principalities and powers. That's right. You know, we, you don't want to miss our last episode because we did break this open. A couple of the things that we really brought up is how your Bible really teaches you that there's going to be deception in the end times. And it talks about these lying, you know, powers and wonders. And it talks about how there's going to be doctrine of demons. And you start to see how these things come in the world. And we're going to see and, you know, put some cross some T's, dot some I's, and bring in a lot more information. 
But once you understand that aliens now is the predominant uh, theory for where life originated, and we talked about, we'll bring this up again, even how Dawkins, world's most famous atheist, can smile and laugh as long as it's not that God of the Bible that's the creator. Well, aliens, that's fine, right? We can have, you know, transpermia. We can have all the religious <clears throat> prophets of the world. Wait, what's transpermia? That's when you... Is, you Went to get a perm and then... No. Just, no, okay. This is... Transpermia means that life was seeded here by aliens mm. from another planet. And it also says that all the prophets, including Jesus, were aliens that we sent you, but you always got the message wrong. That's what really comes into play. So that's really the idea of transpermia. And so, again, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and quote from our favorite guy there on uh, Ancient Aliens... The guy with the Greek, beautiful hairdo. He says, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> and so this is how, you know, really it's become the go-to. And again, we talk about metaphysical suppositions, meaning what is the first cause? And of course, most people would say for their, you know, 6,000 years now, that God would be the first cause. God came into the, is here. He's the Alpha, the Omega, and he spoke all of this, he's the cause that all this came from. And now we have people that have deferred. And it ties in how evolution is why we look at these things as aliens. And now you see how evolution was so so uh, powerful and pervasive for this return uh, that the Bible really predicted. And we talked about how, you know, the passage in the Bible talks about how I saw lightning, you know, fall from heaven. And of course, it's talking Satan about Satan, Satan falling, yeah, right? Yeah. But to him is given a key, okay? And this key is to the abyss. And then Peter tells us that the abyss is a place where they put these disobedient spirits for what they did in the days of Noah. And so you're going to see there's a tie-in to what happened, you know, in the pre-Diluvian area, right? And so these spirits don't have bodies, but they're going to be released. And so then you look at some of these other passages about things that are released in the end times, and you realize if these things come back and begin to interact with humanity, how are they going to reveal themselves in the world? They can't say, I'm a spirit or a demon. I've been trapped for thousands of years. And you're going to see that virtually all of the New Age movement is being channeled through things that are being identified. They identify themselves as aliens from another another planet. And so you can see how this deception, this doctrine of demons is really being, you know, proliferated in our society. And it's not just us saying this. People that really study this in any kind of significant way come to the conclusion that we're not talking about extraterrestrials. We're talking about interdimensionals. And... Uh, and I was, last time, I, I said, Dr. Doge, you ready to talk about aliens? He goes, you mean talk about demons? <laughs> so so uh, you can see right out of the box, we, we know what this deception, where it's going to lead. But now we'll go down some of these rabbit trails as we move forward. Dr. D, what do you have to say about that with, with, um, with the scriptures that Kev was bringing up there? We were talking about. Um, Satan being cast out of heaven like lightning. Jesus refers to that. And we were talking about that a little bit last week. So 
And if these spirits aren't, if they're bond, bound, are they bound right now? Or are they being let loose right now? Or are they going to be let loose in in the tribulation? Or, I mean, what do you, what's uh, what's the thought on that? Because there's demons around now. Otherwise, yep. yeah, so they have to, they can't be bound. Right. Well, there's some here, not all of them, right? But there's, there's clearly something going on with this abyss idea and that, there was a disciplinary action that happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that if you think about Satan, he's woefully outnumbered, right? So if some of his had been put in prison, that'd be his number one goal would be to what? Get the key <laughs> to that prison. Let's think about this and answering your question and, and my perspective on this. And I'm, because I'm not God, it'll be subjectively speaking. And at the same time, uh, coming from the Bible, so I'll put some exegesis in this. Uh, when we look in Jude's writing, and as you mentioned, Peter, Peter, uh, mainly Jude, there were those angels that left their first estate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which would be heaven. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Genesis and we see where it says the sons of God married the daughters of men. Mm-hmm. Now, there are those who, uh, and I would have to say, in most cases, it would be what you would call liberal theologians. And when I say liberal theologians, I'm not speaking of politics. Right. But you have liberal theology or liberal theologians, and you have conservative theology or conservative theologians. Mm-hmm. When you speak of conservative theologians and conservative theology, that is believing that the, God, the word of God is inerrant. Mm-hmm. And that's what we get when we look at 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture was written, given by inspiration of God. On the other hand, liberal theologians believe that the word is not divinely inspired, but you can be inspired when you read it. And they challenge scripture, uh, especially the supernatural things, because they don't believe in the supernatural things. Mm. So you'll get some who would say the sons of God would be uh, the sons of Seth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you look at the law first mentioned, mm-hmm. you go to Job mm-hmm. and you see where the sons of God mm-hmm. came before the throne mm-hmm. and Satan came with them. Yep. We know no human being would be able to do that. Right. Okay. Right. So these would be angelic beings and, and even going, looking at, uh, looking at righteous ones, for example, in Genesis, we see where the visitation uh, that uh, Abraham and it was not earthly human beings. Mm-hmm. But as we mentioned last week, you could have a Christophany or a theophany, or even angels can uh, take the form of human beings. God made it so. Mm-hmm. And so going back to Jude, many of these were, re- they were placed in chains and it was re- they were reserved until the day of judgment. Right. When we see a lot of the things taking place today, it is important and I believe necessary that we ask ourselves the question as believers, are we in that time when many of these have been released? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because you see perversions mm. like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. And what you can see is the words that are spoken, mm-hmm. and then actions that follow. Mm-hmm. ideas than actions. So what they're doing is readying the minds of people to believe 
a lie. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I come back around, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go to some scripture with that because I don't want to go too long right now because I know right. others have some things to say. But I believe um, I do believe that there are. We already know that there are demonic beings, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. But I believe it's been turned up. I believe it's really been turned up. uh, And it appears to be when people say, oh, the devil is busy. He is busy. Mm -hmm. But these are things that God is permitting or even perhaps releasing because of the evil and perversity in man. And you can see that mankind is choosing this evil. You know, we can see, if you look at your Bible, that we've been through these 2,000 years since Jesus was here, and Christianity has so radically changed the world, it's just difficult to believe. I've mentioned before how the Oracle of Delphi was dead by 320 AD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, occultic, demonic influences, the spirits influencing humanity, wherever Christ you know, and his church, which is where the holiest of holies goes, that's that's something that causes that to happen, right? And so, but you see the end times, you come to the conclusion that we're going to see a return of a, of a pagan age. And then if you look at Jesus when he says, as in the days of Noah, right? Well, again, they were in prison for the day, what they did in the days of Noah. And so now we have a connection between this opening of the abyss Right? And then also a return of the days of Noah because those spirits were disciplined for what they did in the days of Noah. And so how are they returning? I mean, we think of a key, but a key could be a portal. Right, right. right. Yeah, it's not a physical key because right. it's a spiritual aspect. But, but the key is God is, is what Dr. Dozier was saying. He's allowing this to happen. You know, this of course, is, nothing happens out of his his control. He's not being outplayed here. This is just. This but is, he. But it's almost like Romans one when when people are disobedient or they're, they're rebelling rebelling against God, he gives them over to their to their own um, depraved minds and so forth. Right. So he gives them over to evil. Um. And <clears throat> yeah, obviously they had to be. They they couldn't have been caged or or, or confined because I mean when Jesus was on the earth, they they had, they knew him. They they right. knew who he was, and he said, "What did he tell them? Be quiet." Right. Not, you know, he said, "Don't don't tell me who you are. Right. Same thing happened to Paul. These men are you know right. the, the 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 servants of the Most High God. Right. So we see this this revelation that comes here. But the bottom line is is that we need to we that's why not only do we need to talk about this. But we need to see the connection to the deception, you know, that's coming. And so we let a few cats out of the bag. We're saying that a lot of people are saying these are not, these are not, these are not, you know, these aren't ancient aliens. These aren't extraterrestrials. These are, and again, when we talk about this, crazy cat lady, Jacques Vallée is considered to be maybe one of the most non-Christian authorities on this. And you'll see, we'll cover exact things he said in his book. And again, these things are not extraterrestrials. Um, the, the real other thing you're going to see that comes out is why are these ancient aliens or extraterrestrials so interested in, they don't have a problem with any other religion in the world. <laughs> it's just Jesus. <laughs> it's just Christianity. You know, and here's another thing. We'll jump into this one because it's so powerful uh, there's a guy by the name of Joe Jordan, and, and he was a MUFON instructor, which is a state um, 
section investigator. It's really the highest designation you can have with respect to researching abduction phenomenon. And he was a raving atheist. And uh, what happened is that one day he ran into an abduction where the name of Jesus stopped it. Now, he was told, and again, he does the circuit, yada, 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 that that doesn't happen, right? So he went to some people that are on the circuit, the alien circuit, telling people all these things, and he brought this up. And turns out, yep, they've experienced it before. And he says, well, why didn't you talk about this? And he said, they said, well, we don't want to make of it, number one. And number two is, we can't go there or we'd be off the circuit. Do <laughs> you see what just happened there? So he has hundreds of cases now that are documented where when you look at the alien phenomenon, these people could be kind of paralyzed. Um, these people can float through walls or windows. Um, very much like demonic activity. And you think of Paul, I'm uh, sorry, Peter floating out of the prison, you know, through the walls and these kinds of things. So you see some connections to what's happening there. But again, these people have no way of stopping this. And the other thing that Billy Crone brings out is how the people group that's remarkably missing in the abduction, there's a people group that tends to be it's specifically evangelicals, okay, Christians. They just don't seem to, be, it doesn't seem to happen to them. And so we see these abductions happening. You think about, and sometimes they can run in families, sometimes they can run in generations, right? And these people, you'll see how it opens up all kinds of worms. And there's no way studying this that you don't find a link to historic demonology, period. Uh, there's just, just no well, where, way. Where are they being abducted, abducted well, to? Well, that's something they don't know. All they're telling you is, is that you know, a lot of times it's a spaceship. A lot yeah, of it's times usually it's a craft. Room, it's so, so what what you're saying is that these people are talking about their experience. That's right. Mm -hmm. And their abduction. Yes. And, and, and this is how they're describing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but there's no proof that they were actually physically abducted. So, outside of their testimony of being, I get where you're coming from. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, no, I, I'm, no, I'm, I, gonna, I get I'm where you're coming from. I'm skeptic. I'm yeah, a skeptic. I, I get where you're coming from. You know, uh, because when I look at it, think about this. Right. Strong delusions. Exactly. That you believe a lot. That's right. I do believe that when your heart, when your life and heart is not fixed in Christ, mm -hmm. you can. Uh, be deceived or deluded into believing something that's right that really is not taking place and demons are far more powerful uh than we are that's right and, and so for me and when you hear those who say okay when they call the name of jesus the blood of jesus it, it, it's broken mm -hmm. off of them mm -hmm. uh there is no doubt that some type of demonic activity is taking place. There's no doubt about it. My question is this, where are they taking you? And if they take you to a certain space, eventually oxygen runs out. Mm -hmm. So how do you live to tell about it? Yeah. That, well, now do, that's do they just abduct, like the they sonic boom. You and then you're, you're, it's too logical. Wait a minute. Just like Alex brought up the sonic boom last week. Well, You're right. Wait, wait a minute. You're breaking the laws of physics or natural law and so forth. So now they're abducting you. So obviously 
this is a spiritual thing because you're not physically being abducted. Are there any signs on the person that they're being abducted? Well, they claim some people claim to have like embedded like these crystals that they pulled out of them. I don't know. Listen, I know people that cut themselves and put crystals in the stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know what's going on. Well, there there was one that said that that so when they were in one op, it was they were put into an operating room or something, and then this is where a very well known abduction story, I believe, from Mm -hmm. the um, this '60s, right? This family, this um, husband and wife that got taken, and they said that one room. Like if when they were in the main one, there was no oxygen. They were having trouble breathing, but all of a sudden they were put into a different room where it was sealed and they could breathe just fine. But if they left that room, they they would go back to <gasps> starving for air. You know, it just it was weird. Well, I the t- whole thing. Yeah, that. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, that. I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm sorry. There's some weird people in the world. There are. Okay, and I'm sure. not going to believe some people, and I believe God and the and the scripture. Yeah. scriptures in, infallible, not people. Um. But you also brought up a couple other points. We were talking about Satan before, and about and about the and about the um, the demons being in the abyss or being bound or so forth. Well, let's let's think of one thing. First of all, Satan is not omnipresent. Okay, he's he's a created being. All right, so he can't be all over the place. So he has to have help. That's right, and he so does they, have help. Right, right. So they're they're obviously loose. Right, right. So um, that's that is a something that we're we're going down this road we have to consider these spiritual aspects and and be critically thinking about that well you're going to see that there is going to be a physical component to there's no doubt some of this could be completely happening in a spiritual dimension there's no doubt um and there's no way to say that but there are also you know if you think about genesis 6 right there was a physical proof and that was the child they, these women came back and they were pregnant, right? So something happened, right? right. I, Kev, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm along with you there and so forth, but that's extra biblical when you get into that because Genesis 6, Genesis 6 talks about the sons of God, and then, but the whole Nephilim, and I'm not doubting that because I haven't studied it as much as you have, but the whole narrative of the Nephilim and so forth, because you just quoted... You just quoted uh, the days of Noah, right? Mm-hmm. And that's from Matthew 24. Right. And then the days of Noah. But the days of Noah, I mean, the way Jesus was saying there was that people are going to be carrying on their lives, and that's exactly. when his return is going exactly. to happen. Exactly. We can't do ice of Jesus. 20, we can't 24. do ice of Jesus to make up. Uh, 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 to follow a narrative, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the Nephilim didn't exist. I, well, it's difficult to run away from that because if. If Goliath wasn't wasn't a Nephilim, if we his, know he was a giant, well, we know he was, but he also had brothers with six fingers and six toes. We have Og, that was but, probably okay, but close here's to 14 we talk, feet. Yeah, I know. We have we, the giants. It's impossible to run away from the but giant. Why, why wasn't the Nar- reason, narrative? Okay, here's here's. I'm just being logical and I'm asking a question. I'm not, but if the Nephilim were in Genesis six, and then after that, chronologically, we're speaking. The flood happened. God got God got angry with mankind, and he saved eight people in, a, in an ark. He destroyed everything, okay, with the flood, and including the Nephilim. How is Goliath a Nephilim um, when, later on? In, in the, the same way it happened the first time. So you say, oh, so you're saying that again it happened? It's the most likely the explanation, hmm. right? So if it did... Did this once? It doesn't mean that they could have stopped it again. Well, so, what, what's, we, what's that? Now, what's that? 
We're saying that, that when you look at this... No, he's saying what happened a second time. Well, that the Nephilim, it specifically says... The they sons were of God in, came back again to, and, and got... And that's it how says they, also afterwards. So the Bible is telling us that they were mm -hmm. in the days of Noah and also afterwards. So the Bible is telling us that they were there. And then we have these... Yeah, maybe I'm not familiar with the scripture that says Well, that. and I have that. Okay, I have no, the whole I, series we can go I know into you, on I that. know you've done a lot of study on this. I haven't. That's so so this is where you'll see that wherever those bloodlines were, that's really getting into these passages where, you know, they were commanded to wipe out. There really was a DNA war, you know, that was going on in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so the point is, and you're going to see why that's, you know, coming back to the alien thing, but there's no doubt that a lot of these people may not actually be experiencing anything physical. They could be in some kind of spiritual... I mean, we look at remote viewing, you look at out-of-body experiences, you look at all these other things that are happening, and these are occultic things. Right. And then you have the whole drug thing. What do they call it? I was on a good trip or I was on a bad trip. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt what you're saying is, is valid here, right? But mm -hmm. we also have to say, well, you'll see as, as we go down some of these experiences do seem to have some indicators that something actually happened. Right. Um, so let's jump into this part because what I want to say is that when we look at this person coming into the world, that's really going to be the antithesis of Christ, the antichrist. Um, we have to, to come to the conclusion that Satan really could be an interdimensional galactic salesman that's coming to sell us a deception that we, we've been primed for. And so if you think about evolution, you think about what's on television, you think about all the alien movies, it's just, it, it, it's just something we need to keep in mind you know, as a possibility, right? So let me give you some, some reasons why we can, we can put some stock in this, okay? If you look there, talking about aliens, let's just look at the Catholic Church. Okay, so again, we're not bashing Catholics. We're just talking about some specific statements by some Catholics in particular. But what is interesting is, is that they had one of the best telescopes in the world. Now, listen to a couple of these statements. Before you move forward, because I don't, I don't like leaving, leaving something okay. open in because we have an audience. And perhaps this will help. Now, here's the question, and I'm sure everybody here can answer. Was Moses before or after the flood? After? Me, Moses? Or, yeah, Moses. Moses was after, yeah. Okay. Numbers, 13. Mm -hmm. The God sends them to spout the land. They come back, and there are 10 who bring an evil report. Verse 33 of the 14th chapter of Numbers reads as such. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak. Now, the Hebrew word for giant is the word nephil. A nephil speaks of a nephilim. Okay. Okay. So think about, here's what we have to think about. Over the millennia, since the fall of man, many different things, not, not, not evolution. Let's, let's, let's get that let's straight. Right. But many different things have happened. For example, right now, if a man, on average, uses 10% of his brain, he's using the capacity of his brain. And, and sometimes I think, how much of Adam's brain was he able to use before the fall? Could he use 100% of the brain? He named all the animals. Because he, <laughs> he did some awesome things. Yeah. But also, 
because of this chaotic situation and the uh, the fall of these angels, and I'm, I'm when I look at that, the sons of God, it speaks of angelic beings in right. the Old Testament, and what they were able to do when they were taken on human form. And they were able to marry women. And people say, well, the angels in heaven are, are not given in marriage. Well, that's what they reserved because they weren't supposed to do that. Okay. Right. We, we solve that one simple right. in a simple way. But when you get things got into these folk genes, mm-hmm. all right? And so bad things happen. And you did have, and, and just think about it. That's, that's, that's the that's what giant, that's what the giants were called, Nephilim. It's not like you're saying, okay, we've got this alien people called Nephilim. That's what giants were. Okay. And so we don't, we don't have to doubt, and, and that's not extra biblical. It's biblical. That's why I went there. So we don't have to doubt that aspect okay. that there were giants. Okay. Okay. Today, if you had somebody like seven six, seven seven, yeah, you say, but yes, Goliath over nine feet tall. That's a giant. Okay, play to simply put. It's a big That's man. a giant. So we we did. I just wanted to say that that particular word because we use it a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we need to know that's Nephil, Hebrew, giant. I, I didn't even know that okay. that was. Yeah. So that's the thing that we need to know. And I just wanted to wait for the right time to say that because I wanted to hear where that was going. No, I appreciate that because, again, and so, but it still goes back to my question. So you think it's some ge- genetic aberration or do you think that? After so in Moses's day that the sons of God entered again into and created this genetic aberration and caused the giants again. I don't. I, when, I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I'm just I don't see questions. it. I don't see it. Uh, so a person, if a person said subjectively speaking, it could be possible. I'm like, okay, if a person said that. Right. But if a person just comes out and says, this is most likely what happened. Mm-hmm. You're, you're borderlining on. Uh, Eisegesis, right. reading your reading your thoughts and your meaning into the scripture. Right. Okay. And then that's when we can get off into heresy. So, right. uh, subjectively speaking, could it have happened? Mm-hmm. Perhaps it could have happened. Right. Okay. Well, Kevin well, knows more the, about this than I do. I mean, so so the re- reality here is that we aren't going to be able to fill in the blanks here, and that was perfect dr dozier to explain what we're saying about yes uh and you'll see no matter how much you do in this it's difficult to fill in some blanks okay we're just being honest Mm -hmm. and uh, but that's a great way to look at that all we know is that they were in the days of noah and also afterwards Mm -hmm. now very much afterwards you know and so we we can't we can't get away from that how it happened afterwards again we can't define but I'm like, well, how did they do it the first time, right? I know other people, I heard a nice talk about how that's probably why he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because maybe that was happening there. But we don't There's have that. There's a little that, evil going on we, there. You know, another, <laughs> right? another possibility is certainly that somehow some of that bloodline came over on the ark. I mean, so we'll blow some of that up. But the key here that you need to understand for this, because this is going to be important later, it all gets down to the Nephilim that when you look at the descriptions of these people, they were different in every way. And you cannot have people that are suddenly different in dramatic ways without having different DNA. And so once you you grasp that, so then there was something, some tampering with DNA. And then that's when you start to go down the trail and you understand that DNA is just an information system. 
That's all it is. It holds, you could hold everything on your computer. But it's right? an information system that's very important to the Illuminati, nope. to Satanists, to Luciferians. That DNA is very, very important. They are very specific mm-hmm. with their because DNA demands and what they require. That's right, because they're trying to put their information because, on that DNA. But they also believe that that different blood that came from biblical times right? As they call them, the blue bloods, right? right? Which you could say is an RH negative factor. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they believe um, is in that line, if, mm. it's, if it's RH negative. That's right. Um, but that, so if that blood is, vi- why is that so important to Satanists, to Luciferians, to the Illuminati? They're because, all part of the same group, but because, they're different. Because God's <laughs> children have his DNA. That's right. He created it. He put every piece of information, encoded it onto that piece But then of you can DNA. say Satan's children, have his well, DNA. I, I think but that's I, what you're starting I, to say. Yeah. You go back to Genesis, the third chapter. Well, that's, yeah, that's where you're going. You're going with the fact that we're going to, that Satan wants to pollute um, right. the mankind, the DNA line now it, to. It to, says, he, I will put enmity. He's, he's a, right. right. Well, yes. Between your seed and her, her seed, right? And people always spiritualize that. And I think it's true that there's a spirit, spiritual enmity. But, you know, if you look at Genesis 6 and you see there was a DNA change, then you could say that maybe it, that there really are, you know, a, there could be a literal DNA war. Dr. Doze, you're, you're fuming over there. Can't go there. I, I can't go there. No. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I cannot go there. Mm-hmm. When you're born again, is your DNA changed? Mm. Now. Ephesians chapter 2. It's born of water, is born of water. The word it's born says, of spirit, born and of you have he quickened mm-hmm. who were dead mm-hmm. in trespasses mm-hmm. and sin. Mm-hmm. And it speaks of how we walk according to the course of this world, according mm-hmm. to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that working with the children of disobedience. Mm-hmm. And it tells us that all of us at one time were that. Mm-hmm. But God, who is rich in mercy, he saved us. Amen. So what changes is we see the spirit, we receive the spirit of God. Okay, our heart changes and our minds are renewed. Mm-hmm. Our DNA remains the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we want to get that. Satan, if Satan has, if people have Satan DNA, that means that he created the people. He didn't create the people. He deceives the people. Okay, that's what happens uh, uh, with him. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from what we see transpiring. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And this is where believers, this is where the church has to go, believers. Number one, and I said I would come back to it. When you look in 2 Timothy, Paul wrote something. He said, but evil men and seducers, uh, and evil men, it speaks of wicked people. Mm -hmm. Seducers are people who cause people uh, to 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 be misled okay like they do it by way of lying and it says they'll wax worse and worse Mm -hmm. they're going about deceiving but they too have been deceived so the people who are doing what they're doing and saying what they're saying they are deceived Mm -hmm. and they use this deception that has come upon them Mm -hmm. to deceive other people they many of them most likely believe what they believe but that is no excuse with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is yeah, no excuse with God. Right. You think about it. You think about a criminal. Criminals, from what I know, 
Criminals don't like law enforcement because that's their enemy. Right. And they see law enforcement as bad. Why are you restricting me? Right. They see them as bad. Okay. They see what they're doing as good. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're deceived. Mm-hmm. So what the Lord tells us, and we see this through Paul, when he says endure to the end, the same thing Paul says. Paul says continue in the things which you've, been, which you've learned. Mm-hmm. And then when we're here, what we're doing, uh, we've had something deposited, deposited into us. Right. And that is the word has been committed to us. Mm-hmm. And then we commit this over. We're attempting to deposit this in other people. Right. Okay. And so you do have to make it clear that this is what, this is the seduction here. Right. This, I believe it's anything to throw you off track from the truth. Imagine if I can get you to, and you just said it, and you don't really, have, but so I'll say imagine, I'm using it, but it's been imagined. Imagine if you can get people to spend their time focusing on aliens and believing that they're aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You started it out with the beginning. Eventually, more will believe they're aliens right. than they will who right. believe that there is God. Oh, this uh, absolutely. Okay? And, and so you look at there's a great, great deception in all of these things that we see today. There's I know we're speaking of one specific one, but all of these evils that we see today, Satan is using these things. And he has his, whomever you yield your members as instruments to serve, mm-hmm. that's whose servant you are. Mm-hmm. He has his servants who are yielding their lives over, their minds and everything over. Mm-hmm. And people refer to them as brilliant. But in, in reality, essential wisdom is demonic, therefore they're fools. Mm-hmm. And they're yielding this over to do his work. And his work is to take as much away from God right. as he can. Right, he knows he's going down, so his... his his goal is just to take as many souls with him to, to the uh, lake of fire. That's yeah. what his goal is. So I do believe Pretty it's sad, important that true. people mm-hmm. understand this, this uh, alien pseudo-phenomenon. I, I think it's important that they understand uh, what's out there. We, we, we can sit here and realize that it's demonic activity. Right. But if we can't show that, to the people, okay, we can't show that to the people, then they're going to believe that there is another race of beings from some other planet that are inhabiting where we are now. Well, I think we need to remember, too, that, you know, to as many as believe, right, he gave them power to do what? to become the sons of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is God's will for us because we were created in his image. But I also believe that there is a plot against that image. And of course, we've talked about how the vaccines and how changing our DNA and how changing the DNA changes the nature of things. And the Bible tells us that the blood of bulls, right, and goats cannot redeem us, right? Jesus had to be a man, he had to be born a man, die a man, and live that perfect life to be able to be, you know, our propitiation, that sacrifice, oh, right? And so all we're saying here is, is that there are some people, and nephal means to fall. So if we have the fallen, who's the first fallen angel? 
you know, you'll see there's other reasons why these are clearly these demonic entities. And you're going to see it's going to fall under the father of lies. But the point is, is that we see this fall, and then the nephil means fallen ones, you know. And so you, another translation actually uses the idea of being soulless. Well, see, that's why they weren't redeemed. So they were, there's no place in the Bible where any of these things were ever redeemed. Does that make sense? So that's where we, I don't see any of that in the Bible, right? So that's something we need to get into at another point. I can see Dr. Dozer <laughs> jump back in because we do want to get back into these he just subjects. He has an itch in his eye. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no. So remember, these are subjects that just happen to come up today, you know. And they have to be discussed. We have to, when we're going through this, Kev, because you have a, you have a ton of material here. Yeah. Folks, we have enough material to get it, carry us to the end of the year. Seriously. But we, but right, rightly dividing this material and and and, and comparing it to the infallible Word of God and what right. we know in the Scriptures and how how that's our job. Like oh. Dr. Dozer just yeah. said, is that you know if we can't convince people that the Bible's true, right. Why would they ever even listen to us, let alone believe that there's not aliens? Well, one key is that God created everything he created in six days, and he called it good. Right. And then he said everything he created would reproduce after its kind. Yeah. And there really is only one thing that ever showed up in the world that God did. He didn't create them. You see? And so that's another part. And so wait, 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 wait. He didn't create he what? He didn't create the Nephilim. He didn't create them. No, he allowed for there for this to happen. And then they but were, right. nothing happens outside his And then we see some punishment dominion. surrounding some of those details. A big punishment, right? like a big wave. So, you know, <laughs> I think we can leave that there because right. the reality is is yeah. that we you know we're this is this is I mean, I'm I'm speculating, right? I'm just throwing some basic ideas out right. there. And we don't really fully understand how all of this works, Absolutely. right? But we yeah. do know that, that our heritage and that information is something that God wrote. And it's just like a friend of mine that's never agreed with me on this. He said, well, you know, at least we can agree that anything God wrote, we probably shouldn't change. <laughs> and that includes our DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So if we look to the idea of how, how, how could this alien phenomenon be used as deception so let's look at so these you have to ask this question why does the catholic church at least at one time have the most powerful telescope in the world to me that doesn't make any sense so this is a quote from one of the um this is father giuseppe tinselli niti Christians will not immediately need to renounce that renounce their faith in god simply on the basis of the reception of this new, unexpected information of a religious character from extraterrestrial civilizations. However, once the religious content originating from outside the earth has been verified, they will have to conduct a rereading of the gospel inclusive of the new data. Now that statement is probably 11 years old right now. Now, just throw that one out at you. This is another Vatican astronomer, uh, Father, uh, uh, Father Guy Conslow, uh, and I can't say the last name, and this is what he said. <clears throat> Contemporary societies will look to aliens to be the saviors of mankind. So here you have two you know, guys that are pretty high up in the Catholic Church that are putting out what is clearly false theology. 
And they're also talking like they've already had some kind of contact with whatever this is that they're supposed to divulge. Uh, everybody's already fuming, so you guys just, just jump in wherever you want. No, the, I, I was looking up. They changed the name of it, but they, they I believe the name of their telescope in Arizona was Lucifer. Um, uh, but I'm looking, but they now they call it the <laughs> Vatican, Advance, Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope. That is is in, uh, it's in Mount Graham in southeast Arizona, United right. States. Wow. But there was... A, because I'm looking here, it says answers in Genesis. It says, does the Vatican have a telescope called Lucifer? Um, and there's quite a few of them, but don't look at fact checkers. Well, that the same thing, Doctor or Father Guy also said that he would be delighted if, if we encountered intelligent aliens and would be happy to baptize them. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. You, you're like, and he's oh a, what boy. do you say? Welcome them, no matter how many tentacles they have. Well, the, the Catholic Church. That's is right. Losing. No matter how many tentacles, <laughs> they're, they're losing parishioners. He needs more parishioners. Well, and he refers them basically as our space brothers, and you know, if they weren't created here or they weren't here, then you could really say, make the argument, what that they weren't part of what original sin. Now, do you see what just happened? These guys weren't part of original sin. See, so now they could be our what? Who else never partook of sin? Jesus Christ. So you start to see where these guys are clearly laying a path to a false religion, okay, and even a false Messiah, right? So, you know, here's the truth, and this is something we really should blow up. Galatians 1.8 says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Now you unpack that for a second. To me, it's astonishing that he says what he says, if we. Now how in the world is Paul going to come back from the grave? <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? When he says for we, it's, I keep thinking of the apostles. I think of somebody that was there from the foundation when this happened. If we... He's almost saying, well, what if I came back from the grave and I said I was Paul and I had all these, I had a, maybe I had enough proof to convince people. What is he saying? He says, even if I came back from the grave, don't believe me. <laughs> That's what he's really saying. Well, you know. And then what about this referring to angels, right? So here we have the signs and wonders that are supposed to, to happen. And, and here he is clearly telling us, I don't care who comes to you later. Right there, he's almost telling you that we're going to see some some crazy witnesses to some blasphemous things that are really going to go against God and that gospel. And so that's why I feel like this is a strong warning for us to be prepared for anything or anyone that shows up in human history declaring a new gospel. And that is clearly what's happening here. Well, he's correcting. I mean, the, the the letter to the Galatians. He, you know, obviously he he planted that church, and and they someone else came along and they started falling away from the faith. And in this letter, he's writing to them, telling them, "No, no, the gospel I preach to you, right? If but if anybody else or even an angel from heaven preaches a different gospel, let them be accursed." And he says it again, right? 
So, um, you know, the, the point being is the, the focus is the gospel and not, not changing the gospel. That's right. But it's just to, to me, when he says we, I'm like... He has a ministry team, remember? Paul yeah. Team. yeah, he had Timothy. I know, but I still Barabbas, think, like, Barabbas, who's going to come... We, <laughs> you guys lived a long time ago. <laughs> I just think, you know, it just makes you... You know, you take mean come the, in, but what, you couldn't even tell Joel Osteen, Smiling Joel preaches a different gospel. I He's know, not from you, out of space. You start to see, <laughs> you start to see, you know, it's that, altered, altered, yeah, heteros, altered, yeah, yep. yeah. preach an altered gospel. Mm-hmm. So this goes to the Muslim faith as well. We have an ayatollah that says the Mahdi. Now the Mahdi in in their religion is their Messiah. Okay, he's coming back in a spaceship. <laughs> now that's a direct quote. So, so you start to see here, and you know, think about now we're living in the days of Chrislam, right? Where they are trying to fuse. We actually have a, a Jewish rabbi, we have the Pope, and we have one of the um, Adi, uh, Ayatollahs um, that are declaring Chrislam. So they're trying to fuse these, these world religions. But here's what I love. This is my favorite thing. The Bible said it first. The Bible has been saying that there are four dimensions in space. Listen to this passage. It says, Ephesians 3, 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. And so here we have these these references to four spatial dimensions. And of course, what does our Bible tell us? That God is a spirit. He's not flesh and blood. That there is something beyond what we see, taste, touch, and smell. And so this is a way for the for the Bible to say, you know, and this ties into what we're really discovering with the quantum physics, the idea that the inorganic universe is only a very small part, okay, the organic universe, the, the touchable universe, is a small part of a much larger immaterial reality. And the minute you say immaterial, you're talking about the spiritual realm. That's what not being flesh and blood is. And so this is where you get into this idea that God has been trying to tell us that he is, as, as the Bible says, my ways are higher than your ways. And one of the ways I illustrate that to people, when I used to uh, do Young Life, I would love to tell people the gospel based upon a little two-dimensional man. And I would draw him on the board, mm-hmm. right? And when you do that, you realize that there's no depth to him. He has height and he has width. That's it. And so, you know, this is where you get into this idea that a two-dimensional man has no ability to know us, right? But God has what? Impressed his spirit on people's hearts. And that's where the Bible was inspired to be written. But one day God drew himself onto that pages. And so that's how God can be an immaterial being to us, but a very, very tangible one in reality. And that this is how this dimensional idea works, because that's why God is completely whole altogether, and why we have, we have, that's why some, we were left speculating sometimes, because God is just so much higher and bigger and better. There's just no way for a two-dimensional man to understand a three-dimensional world. And the same thing is true of us, that we can't understand this spiritual world. And that's why God has given us these great warnings to study his word. Okay, don't let any other gospel come to you. 
there's only one man that ever came into the world that claimed to be God. Only one. There's only one man, right, who ever what? Died for our sins. There's only one man who isn't dead. And the only way we could have ever really known that God is if he became one of us. And that's why they still, I mean, we still, this is the most incredible thing. The gospel that we preach is the most incredible idea that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's that love story that God is trying to trap in. And we have struggles because we think what? This is all there is. And he's telling you, no, this is, this is the only the little small part of something you see. And that's why through faith, we can believe in the much bigger picture that he has for us. And most importantly, God's reality. We have to buy into God's reality, right? And so that's how we can, you know, put back these deceptions. And so that's the idea of, of dimensions. And that's why we can have something happen in the spiritual realm, but we have a spiritual nature to us. Does that make sense? So that's a way that I understand some of this and that God's ways are higher than mine and how he speaks of things. And, you know, sometimes I don't understand because he's coming from that. Let me say this, uh, Dr. Kevin mentioned something. He mentioned my faith. And I do believe, I do think that, and, and, and mainly it comes from talking with people. That people do not realize the depths of faith. Mm-hmm. Most people mm. in truth cannot define it. Mm. Hebrews 11.1 1 is not a definition of faith. Uh-huh. It's the title deed to faith. Now, when we begin to when Dude, we begin to, Doctor Dozier forgot when we to begin, turn yeah, I thought I turned it. I thought I turned it down, and <laughs> it tried to make its way up. Uh, if you really want to, if you really want to overcome this alien pseudo phenomenon, then you really have to live by faith. Now, let's look at faith. Pistis, the Greek word faith, uh, and the word itself speaks of being convinced of the truth of God's word. That's number one. You got to be convinced of the truth. If you're convinced of the truth of God's word, no other word can come and shake you. Number two. Mm, amen. It means to entrust your life over to God mm-hmm. for all matters, business, and affairs pertaining to life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, how does this happen? You have to have persuasion taking place. Mm. Before I can ever believe, because faith, believing, those are synonymous, I'm entrusting myself to God. Before I can believe, I have to be persuaded of what it is that I believe. Yep. So if I'm persuaded that God's word is true and I'm going to live by it, then I have faith in it regardless. If I allow something else to come and persuade me and I begin to believe that, now what happens is I've drifted from truth and my faith has gone somewhere else. My trust and reliance upon God has gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the credence that I give to the truth of his word has gone somewhere else, mm-hmm. okay? And so that's no longer the hypostasis. That's no longer the substance or the foundation, mm-hmm. you know, of the things that I expect out of life is no longer the evidence, the evidence, the proof of God's word. So what we are bringing today mm. 
can be summarized in this. You have to believe that no matter what comes up. That's right. That God's word is true. That's right. God's word is infallible. Mm. And then you have to entrust your life over to him regardless of what man attempts to bring your way, regardless of what seducing spirit, what doctrine from demons mm. comes Amen. up. You have to say, but my faith does not lie in uh, seducing spirits and doctrines mm. of demons, but my faith does not lie in um, uh, pseudo encounters of the third kind, four, fifth, six, seventh, but my faith lies in Jesus Christ. That's right. I entrust Amen. my life over to him. Yep. I give credence to the truth of his word. His word is true. Let every man be a liar and every demon as well. Okay. Amen. And that is how you overcome regardless of whatever comes into this world. Now you hear me, but uh, this is what I really believe. I believe in practicing. I believe I have to live it. Amen. If, if I didn't, I could not open up my mouth and talk to you this day nor any other day. Amen. It's good. You know, and that's it, folks. We're going to get into this more in the next episode. And, um, but you know, it's faith, and and that that two dimensional man living in a <laughs> three dimensional world. Well, that's you. you. You see, you you can't understand. You have to live by faith. There is no way you can understand totally what's going on here. And so that's why we're going to be seeing deception come into the world. And that's the key: is to focus on God's word. And what he says, and to be looking for this new gospel that they're going to be trying to. And you can see now we've made a good case that they will use this narrative, whether he even is, whatever it is, they may say it is, mm -hmm. you know, and you can start to see where they go with this. So we're going to go ahead and break off for today. Anybody else want to say? Just last thing, just to double down on what Dr. Dozier said and what you were talking about coming out of uh, Galatians when you said that, you know, if you anyone preaches a different gospel you know what is the gospel the good news the good news of jesus coming in the flesh and 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 being the propitiation for our sins and the resurrection and, and now we're looking for a second coming well let's not forget what john says in his first chapter because you just talked about if the what scripture is our guideline right why is it because in the beginning was the word and the word mm -hmm. was with god and the word was God. Amen. He was in the beginning with God, all things that were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Mm. Amen Ooh. to that. My pray. favorite. Alex, you want to pray us out? No, I'm hungry. I'm going to go <laughs> eat now. <laughs> all right. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you yes. for a chance to bring up these subjects. And we didn't have all the answers today, but we did talk about what some of the heathen people are saying, Lord God, what what may be some doctrines of demons that are being formulated in the world to deceive us, Lord God. And we don't want to pretend that these conversations aren't going on. And so that's why we addressed them today. And I just pray that the faith inside of us would be kindled, that, that your spirit would come in and commune with our spirit that we would know that we are the children of God and bless each one of you today. Amen. 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 Hey folks, it's Dr. Dennis from Supernatural Junkies. I just want to talk to you today about Protanum. I've been taking Protanum for a few years and you know what? I feel a difference. I am younger than my age. 
At least I think I am. Anyway, protandum is a strong antioxidant producer in your body because what it does, it causes your body to increase its glutathione production. And glutathione, folks, is the strongest antioxidant your body has. So if you want to keep strong antioxidants in your body and be a healthier you, I suggest you use ProTandem.